Hello and welcome back to Duff Hook Golf. It's our ninth episode. It's been a while since we've been together, all four of us, myself and Anthony. Four? Oh, four. <laughs> <laughs> no, let that we no, 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 no. <laughs> So who's the fourth person that you see in the room? <laughs> it's been a while, alright? Just three of us. I thought, you know, you're you're obviously the the equivalent of two people, John, you know? So me and Anthony were down in uh or up in Port Rush and that was two of us and uh it's been a while anyway. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, have you recovered from uh from Port Rush and from camping for two nights. Well, I got over the pneumonia, so yes, I, I'm doing good now. Yeah. You were uh, you were pretty adamant. You weren't staying down the the last night, right? Well, it was pissing rain. And, That's true. Uh, I think it was a good decision. John, did you miss us? Uh, no, I didn't think that you would like the tent uh, and the rain, and it turned out you didn't really like the tent and the rain. I enjoyed the first night. I enjoyed both nights. The second night we were fairly well oiled. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think we made the right decision to to leave to leave basically. There was no decision there. I was not spending another night in that weather, like <laughs> in that campsite. I'm sorry, um, like it was well set up and all like that, but like it was just it was tough going. Like yeah. my hip was killing me. I did speak three to days after. I spoke to someone from work who was down, and he said the the last night was just a swamp basically because of the weather. So and like you would text saying, "I oh, you're probably going to stay around for the celebrations," but I was kind of. There's no way that none of them pros were staying around. They were getting their bags, getting out. Even Larry was out there fairly quickly. Like, back down he was back down in uh, 37 by 1 o'clock that night singing Fields of Atten Roy. What a hero. What Speaking a of Shane Larry, John Vahey, would you like to... I think it was either episode 2 or 3, I can't remember. I should have really gone back and gotten your... I might actually go back and cut in what you said at this particular juncture. Uh, a mutual friend actually put a comment up saying that you were fat shaming him. Well, I'm I'm practically delighted that my motivational speak to Shane Lowry has gone over. You're going this way, yeah. I knew I knew it would. You yeah, know, like, he just okay. needed the little kick. He needed that little push above the line to get him going. He trimmed up a good bit since the start of the year, and I think he delivered a great performance. <laughs> Do you think he's trimmed up? Well, he definitely lost a bit of weight since the start of the year. Do you think? Apparently, no. he was two days crying after he heard that pod. <laughs> I do remember a week after the pod, he put up an Instagram post about him having like porridge with berries. And there I you go. Him, no, he heard it. He took it on board. He took it on board. Yeah. And he won. Did you see he was sponsored by that new brand, Jim and Coffee? Oh, he's big into the fitness now since the pod came out. And uh, actually, remember we were standing on the we were standing on the eighteenth to see uh, so good atmosphere when Larry was uh, coming down the eighteenth, and uh, it's like, oh look, there's his there's his family and friends and all like that. And Feeney was. Look at me, he's like, oh, oh, is it? I was like, yeah, there's his fitness coach. You should have seen the look Feeney gave me as if to say, fitness coach. Uh, so he's taken it on board. He took it all on board. But he's board. had Robbie Cannon. He's, he's, he's had, had Robbie Cannon yeah, for had a long time. Um, doing a good job. We haven't heard your your take on the weekend. How, how, how do you think it went? Uh, what were the points about? I was very disappointed with Rory. Yeah, we'll get uh, on to that, that was the, That was one of the main stories of this. Um but Shane, now there's there's a man who I can categorically say will not win another major. Okay, <laughs> hang on, don't let's not move off straight away. Let's get on to what's uh, well, that Shane yeah. for a while? Well, do you want to talk with the opener? Or is it? Just... No, Shane. Sorry, that was Larry was the question first. So. Oh yeah, he he played very well. I think he um he certainly won it on the Saturday. Uh, yeah. sixty three on the Saturday. Sixty three, yeah. Uh-huh. So that was that was kind of he he really won it on the Saturday. 
And then I think it did help a good bit that the weather came in and so nobody could throw, Kepka couldn't throw 63 at him on Sunday, mm. it was never going to happen. But Kepka wasn't holding the putts to, to win. Yeah, but Ke- Jesus, he's always still up there though, Kepka, yeah. uh, no matter what happens. But I think um, he won it on the Saturday and then I think he just kind of, all he needed to do, he did what he needed to do very well on Sunday. Uh, and when, he was, when he was struggling, I, I, I just remember on the... The first hole on the Sunday when he was struggling up that hole, oh, I think you sent a text coming. Yeah, well that like with that the shit, with the shit emoji. But that that was a that was the biggest moment in the round because yeah. he's got he's in that bunker and you're thinking this is looking like six. Mm. Fleetwood is in eight feet and he had a four shot lead, so that was looking very much like two shots gone in one hole. Yeah. And then that's that's very ropey immediately. Yeah, but. Fleetwood hit a terrible putt mm. and I missed that. And it was only a one shot swing, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Two, things on, two things on that. Two things on that. Three shot swing. It could, could have been, been a double shot. Uh, but there was a couple of things there. When when Fleetwood hit that putt, he didn't look confident at all. Oh, he he, he, he didn't believe that he was gonna like if he was st- if he was really up for it, he'd be sitting up. He'd be standing up there and he'd be trying to ram them in. The other thing was, do you remember the emotion when Larry was fucking up? Um, oh, we were sitting watching it at a. We were having a burger at that stage. We were in one of the tents of village, like, and it was just like, what? We're at that man. And uh, the, the groans. Oh no! Yeah, there was a serious oh, thing of breath. Oh, on the like it was. You could feel the tension around. Um, but, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Do you think Larry will ever win another major? Well, I think he's in that space now. Like, there's a lot of them, and I think we were discussing before we came on air. Uh, once you win one, it gets you, like, all the pressure's off now for the rest of his career, mm. right? And so it, it, it can kind of go either way. He can kind of, like, he's got good talent. He can free wheel. He could push on. Mm. Or he could, you know, anyone you want. He could be a Danny Willard, a Rich Beam, a Sean McKeel, a yeah. Paul Larry. I mean, I think it, it could kind of go either way with somebody like that. He's at the age where he can push on, but I mean, so many people have been in the scenario where they've won one. And then, like, we were talking about the numbers of yeah. the, the amount of people who've won one major is massive. Yeah. But double major winners are few and far between. Because you have, you have a few major winners who are just nobodies. But then you have, like, a lot of really good players. Sergio, Adam Scott, Jason Knight. They've all just won one. Dustin Johnson. D- Dustin Johnson. They've yeah. all just won one. They've never kicked on. I think Larry is the type of player, though, that he... I think he 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 does better on the big times. He he looks around big times. Probably maybe similar enough to Brooks. Like maybe he's not going to do as good as Brooks, no. but he plays better in the big times. He wants the big time. He he's of, won a World Golf Championship. He's won the Irish Open as an amateur. Like he's he's got some serious accolades behind him. Like. I think he needs that. I think he needs that kind of desire. I think for him to go out and win an Italian Open or keep winning them, I think he's probably he's going to get himself up and he wants to test himself in the bigger tournaments. Well, all the, like, if you look at it, all the majors are kind of a free hit now for him from now on, yeah. right? Because the biggest thing about it is getting over. Like, you look at, you saw that leaderboard at one time, I think, on Saturday or something. Who was up there only the man himself? Lee definitely not going to win at Westwood, <laughs> you know? Like, he just can't win. It's yeah. just yeah. impossible for Lee Westwood doing a major, no matter how often he puts himself up there. And it becomes, like, you also can become a... You know, now maybe, although it's a bit early, like a Tommy Fleetwood or yeah. a Ricky Fowler, somebody who's always at a certain level, but then never gets it done, and the pressure builds and the pressure builds and the pressure builds. McGinley's a fucking rife for doing this, but on commentary, is like someone like a Fowler or Fleetwood is like, 
he's definitely eventually going to win a major. Like, you can't say that about, like, look at Lee Westwood. I did see a funny uh, picture on Twitter during the week where there's a picture of Tiger Woods and Lee Westwood and the caption was, oh, look, 15 majors between them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it becomes, I think, the longer you go as a top class, look at Monty, the longer yeah. you go as a top class golf and you haven't got one, it just becomes harder and harder, which is kind of the thing with uh, Macro and the Masters. Yeah. Each major beco- each Masters becomes harder, not easier. Uh, I'm sorry, but Monty has won some majors. It's a senior major, <laughs> Of the four majors, if Larry was to win another one, you think a bit, yeah, I would agree with you. Especially if it goes back to Port Rush, just talking talk about in five years. Yeah, well, I think he's always like if he him and him and Harrington always play well in the bad weather, so I know you're itching to get on to Mr. McElroy. <laughs> was there any and this is to you, John, first of all, was there any sympathy for him at all? I think I don't know, you guys weren't there then Thursday or Friday. I think no. on the Thursday. Like listen, I think the Everyone can be nervous on a first tee. I don't think that says that's not a bad thing. You know, he makes a... Tiger has made doubles on majors throughout his whole career on the first tee. For some reason, has always struggled on mm. the first. So that's not the issue. The big problem I would have with him is... Shoots himself in the foot, was clawing himself back. And he does what he does on the 16th, was it? Yeah, where he three-footed. Where he three simply, like simply doesn't pay attention mm. over the last putt. Flicks it like you would do playing yourself. That's the shot that missed them the cut. Yeah. That's totally unacceptable from a professional golfer to do that. Like yeah. to- that. You talk about the big difference between him and Tiger. Tiger has made doubles and triples before. He's never in his whole life done what McElroy did. He's never gone to try and do that in a major and missed the putt. Never happened yeah. in 20 years. And that's, that's the type of stuff where you'd say I have absolutely no sympathy for McElroy when he does that. I, I, I get that. And I think I'm walking into the next part around pressure. But like, there was obviously pressure on him. Uh, but then again he's top five in the world um, I think one thing that could have happened on the Thursday was he, he's looking at the scoring and the scoring was four or five under was, was leading he was four or five over at the time and he was probably thinking that this is a, step, a bridge too far and he lost but he was four over at the first but he, he got back then I say he went to five didn't he but then went he clawed it back yeah. he, he got like two or three back so like he got himself back into the tournament he he had put himself back into position in the, on the, in the competition. So, the 18th was almost just as bad just to go triple that as well. Like, like he, he, there's, there's just no forgiving him for, for some of the stuff that he does. And I think then he had, people saying, oh, he, he's great, classy interview and all this. When he's, I, I do feel sorry for him in that interview. He's a professional golfer. He shouldn't go and flick a putt. In a major, if the, the next day, like if the majors mean that much to him, he shouldn't stand over from an inch and flick a putt and miss it, and that's the shot that cost him. Makes that putt, he makes it. Yeah. He, like he, he has himself to blame only. I think he is struggling because he's he's flip flopped even since Port Rush in terms of how he's going to prep for majors going forward. One minute he's saying it's not not the biggest thing in the world, the next he's saying he's going to have to treat it a little bit differently. But he was juggling, I heard this year. That was the thing he was doing. He was what juggling. How do you mean? He took up juggling to help in preparation for tournaments. Is that a joke? That's true. That's true. People are asking him, how is he now preparing? And he says, he's taking up juggling. He does a bit of juggling with the app. That's not true. That's what I'm telling you. That's true. <laughs> Where do you hear that? So I think McElroy has this podcast with your man. Um, oh, Carson Daly. So like he, he gets into these rubbish things um, to do it. I think he should 
go out into the majors and just do what he does best. He should go out into the, the majors and just try and blitz them. Mm. Absolutely blitz them. Try and shoot 62 every day. That's what he does well. What he does not do well is hit five irons off tees defensively. No. So he should just go and blitz all the majors. That's his best way of winning a couple more. He doesn't have the ability to plot his way around under pressure. He just doesn't. Anthony, any thoughts? Uh, I have a bit of sympathy for him um, because of that first t-shirt. I think them internal out-of-bounds are fucking nonsense. I can't believe that they were so close after being up there. Um, but then again, John made the point that he did miss that two-inch foot. Like, that yeah. was crazy. And then, like, to have a seven, a seven on the glass as well wasn't great. Um, I don't, I didn't really see him crying and all like that. I didn't, like, I, like he's a professional golfer. I kind of agree with that. I think, yeah, he was upset, but... Like, um, English. It was good the way he hung around for Larry as well afterwards, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if they're that close, though, are they? Well, he says they were. They were texting, I suppose. They would have. They were. They were on the internationals. Did you hear the comment from um, that? What's your man's name? The famous uh, coach in the European Tour. He coaches Westwood and the boys. And oh, Pete Cowan. Pete Cowan. He he was brought over as a consultant um, to coach the Irish team, the Irish shoots team, and on the team was a small curly haired lad who he said the only two decent players were. A small curly held, curly held, curly haired lad from the north, and a fat kid, <laughs> and a fat kid with glasses. So, uh, which was obviously Larry and McElroy. So, uh, gonna go to our very first ever question from our listeners. Always Vietnam. Oh, this is Stephen from Sandyland. Actually, uh, he wants to know how many majors would it take for McElroy to fulfil the potential that he was supposed to have had just to win the grand slam i think i think if he gets into that category he probably because he has what multiple he has multiple us opens now then he's got four majors right now yeah so he's two us opens british open us pga, PGA. so yeah. i think i think if he gets if he gets the masters i think i think that's that would be a great achievement to get because how many people have at the grand slam like four four like so he'd be the fifth um First from Europe, then, isn't he? He'd be the yeah. first European yeah. golfer to Grand Slam. I think that would fulfill his potentials. Um, I, I disagree, considering how much he, or sorry, how early he won his first. I, I would, I would have said two or three years ago that he's going to get to ten majors, and I do not believe that now. I, uh, I think it was the start of this year or the start of last year. He he did a joint interview with Harrington. Yeah, and they were talking. Paul came and linked it with both of them. Mm. And Harrington made the points while Rory was in the room. I have three majors. I've massively overachieved. If if Rory doesn't get to ten, it's a major underachievement. Mm. And I think if he doesn't get to ten, I mean, he has more talent than probably anyone, including yeah, Tiger, yeah. right? Including Tiger, including Kepka. He's he's just more natural talent than any of them. He won his first at twenty two. But I mean, he should have won in 2011, yeah. He could have won two that year, right? He should have won the yeah. Masters that year as well. Yeah. He's a freak. Like, he's, he's small, but he hits the ball like Kepka hits mm. it. Like, he can do everything. So, five majors, six majors wouldn't be good enough. But I agree, the, yeah. I, I would, with the question, though, like, so if he wins 10 majors and doesn't get the grand slam. Okay, yeah, well, that, that would be a good bit missing. Um, yeah, so, I so, think the grand slam would be an amazing achievement. Will he win? What will he win? 
Okay. I think I, I probably think he could probably win another few US Opens, British Opens. Sorry, a few more US Opens and PGAs. Um, but he could just as easily win no more majors. Well, the way he's going at the moment, yeah. The worrying thing about Rory is that he hasn't a fucking clue. Like, like you talk, mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, I'm gonna. This, like you're saying, he's juggling. He's. <laughs> I, I, some, I, can't, I can't get over that. Some weeks, some weeks before a major. Oh, maybe I'll prepare. Or maybe I'll play the week before. Maybe I won't play the week. Before. If you talk to like Jack Nicholas, like Gary Player t- tells a story that Gary Player was struggling to close out when a US Open, and he said, he said to me, he told Nicholas this, and goes, right, don't play the week before. Come down with me, and we'll practice, and I'll show you what I do. And that was a blueprint that he mm-hmm. used, and then Tiger took it over, like, and ask all them top guys, like they had, they knew exactly what they were doing. He doesn't know, so he needs. That's the worrying thing for me. Well, yeah, he is just. John's just showing me the. The, the article. The article with up. the juggling. Uh, juggling meditation. So that's what I worry about, Mark Hurley. Like he's a bit all over the place. Like, he is a brilliant talent and all of that, but he just. Something needs to get out of his own head. Uh, they're all chasing Tiger, but is Tiger done? Shocking in the British Open. Um. <clears throat> It's hard to see, like something is clearly, it's like everything, he never, never announces what's actually happening. It's yeah. all lies, the stuff that he puts out there, always has been. Um, he's played no golf since the Masters, effectively, virtually nothing. Yeah. But he didn't really play any, he was no. dreadful in them. Like, so something has, something has gone wrong that he hasn't told us about, but at the same time now, he's announced he's playing three weeks in a row, so this will be very interesting. Um, like He just looked... Awful at the British Open. There was a lot of commentary, Awful. even about his movement. Walk, yeah. And I know it was cold and colder, and it was wet and it, stuff like that. But like, I don't think the drop in temperature changes you that much. Like, it's just it's not like when you're in, like when you're in your sixties yeah. or seventies, maybe. It doesn't. It doesn't do it. It's so. The question. The question always with him is, well, physically. I mean, clearly, if he's at eighty percent, he can win the Masters. You think, yeah. Of course you can. It's the, it's the Masters is the easiest one to win as well because there's so few people in it. Yeah. So like even if he if he can be as healthy as he was this year, he can definitely snag on an, another Masters, maybe even two, potentially a, a British Open. It's very hard to see US Open, US Open and, and US PGAs when they put them, you know, monster tees, the heavy rugby. Like yeah. He just he just doesn't look. He looks lost on them nowadays. Well, like they they said that these. These courses this year were made for him. Like they obviously were. the Augusta National is with Pebble, Beth Page. He's won on them before, but considering oh, yeah, Beth Page was made from uh, oh, too long, too yeah. long. I, I, considering how badly he was swinging it, how, he didn't actually do all that bad at Pebble Beach to finish twenty mm. something. Yeah. Mm. He's he, also sorry. He's yeah. also a man who who looks like when when he's in and around the league, he's a different golfer. When he's not in and around, he just has to be in there. Yeah, he's just there. like and. I can guarantee you, if he, he was probably feeling shit walking around the Masters saying his body could be open, but he was like, oh, fuck this. He is the absolute <laughs> polar Rory McIlroy. Do you think? The closer he gets to the lead, the more focused and easier it is for him. Yeah. The further away it is, he can't play. So, and so, McIlroy does exactly the opposite. So I was thinking earlier as well, like, McIlroy has loads of top five finishes in majors. And so I, I can guarantee you some of them is... He backs it up. Sorry? He backs it up. Like he backs into that. Yeah, like he he has he, he's nowhere near, and then he has a, a great Saturday or Sunday that shoots on the leaderboard. Never has a chance of winning, but the pressure's off. He goes out and shoots 65, 66. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gets a huge check and all. Like I think Tiger is just a man. 
when he's in around the leaderboard, he's just focused. When he's not, he's flying in hookers and having a crack <laughs> with the lads. Like, but, oh. It's a bit weird now with having no majors left and we're only in August. It's mad, isn't it? Ridiculous. No help to the podcast, is it? Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> We've got about three weeks left of the <laughs> Cup now. Unless he's wanna he wanna do the president in the Solheim Cup. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we certainly need something else to talk about for a while. Uh, uh speaking of, the only other big news around as well, some of the other big news around golf is the Dare Manor getting the Royal Cup. Haven't discussed that. Was that it's, do you think that was fairly standard? I think they must have been listening to the pod. Because obviously now they're talking about him a day hosting a few Irish Opens to lead up to it. I've heard something different though. Because uh, I was, I, obviously you mentioned that, but I was speaking to someone in work who knows a tournament director in the European Tour. Apparently, McManus thinks that the Irish Open is too small. He wants to have a World Golf Championship there between now and the, and the Ryder Cup. Fair play to him, I have to say. Fair play to him. That is a great call. Like, because what they had the. Uh, had a down Mount Mount Juliet before, yeah. yeah. Very coarse as well. Um, yeah, um, there must be some infrastructure going into Adair yeah, between now they're, and 2026. They're, they're putting a bypass in because if you're ever driving down there, there's if you're driving down to Kerry, like there's a disaster. And I, think, I think the government have the government have put the money up for the bypass, he's going to do all the work to the golf course. So that was the kind of the deal. So fair play to him. He must be raging though about the. The program next year is not has not well the new PGA Tour schedule hasn't been kind to him. There's like a World Golf Championship on the sun finishes on a Sunday and his programs like the Monday to Tuesday or something. Yeah, is that it? I think so. Yeah, because it used to be where the Irish Open is. Whenever the Irish Open looks like it's gone to September. Yeah. Well, come here. You're right, the, actually, I don't think the big players are caring too much about the World Golf Championships anymore. Well, he'll he's just gonna he's gonna charter a jet in for them. I would imagine from wherever it is Memphis or something. <sighs> Yeah. yeah, that's actually not good. They won't want to play six days. Well, they've committed now, and I think he's paying. He's paying the appearance fees, isn't he? Maybe so. The other news in the world of golf was you read about Torbjorn Olsson. <laughs> yeah, I don't think everyone did. <laughs> Do you want to explain that a little bit? He got bananas drunk on the plane, we've all been there. The rumour is that he mixed Ambien or some sort of sleeping tablet with a load of booze and he, the, the stuff I've heard about it anyway, he was pissing all over the, the first class carriage. I think, yeah, and abusing, uh, abusing the passengers. Yeah. So, um, uh, have you ever heard, the, have you ever seen the like? We call that doing a fiend. <laughs> I don't think, that. <laughs> I've never done that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can you imagine how he felt waking up on the Monday or the Tuesday after that flight? Like that must have been. But he was arrested coming off the flight straight away. <laughs> We've all been there, I think. That's <laughs> <laughs> definitely doing it, baby. Excuse me. <laughs> we've all been arrested at least once when we've been out drinking, but not off a flight. <laughs> I know not off a flight, but I'm saying we've all been arrested. I don't know if we're going to go into those stories. Um, uh, you've kind of lost my train of thought there. <laughs> well, we're talking about pissing on a plane in the oil. Yeah. In the middle of first class. Poulter was, had to calm him down. He was Didn't do a great job, though, obviously, did he? I think what I read was that Poulter tried a couple of times, and then he uh, just went off to his cabin and went to bed. He must have been so messed up. Yeah. He must have. Like, if, if other players are coming over and having to calm me down, like, he, must have, he must be an aggressive man as well on the mm-hmm. beer. I thought Niall in our 
WhatsApp group hit the nail on the head when he saw the quote. It was a quote from a passenger who said, like, uh, he was acting like someone from a Ryanair flight. <laughs> like, yeah, this doesn't happen usually in first class in BA, but uh, those lads going to Santa Ponza, <laughs> they're fucking. It's pretty true, though. Yeah. Do you want to explain how this is doing a feeny? <laughs> Why don't you explain, Neil? I, I don't know where you're getting. You that, know, so. you know well. Come on, explain. No, not not fit for on air. I I I'd happily I'm happily I'm comfortable in what yeah, I've done. You don't sound comfortable. <laughs> yeah. You're looking very edgy and twitchy. Listen, we know you're, you're, you know, your parents and your relatives in Vietnam are listening, so we'll move on. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, I suppose we'll finish with the remainder of the year. So there's obviously the FedEx Cup. There's the ladies' presence to the men on Saturday in Lucan. Also. So you want, to, you want to finish with our own golf? Not really, no. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's about the height of it, really. Well, we've got the FedEx. There's some of the tournaments at the end of Europe are generally good as well. Well, yeah, you're right, Jess. So we've got the, the Turkish Airway, Turkish Airlines. They're looking for uh, volunteers. You go it's free accommodation if you go over there for the going work for the Turkish Airlines. Oh, when you were talking about that, for, where did you go origin? Go to Morocco or something? No, what I said was next year. I, might, I was thinking about bringing the family away, and if we, if we in around April time, you go to. When the Moroccan Open is on, you get a lovely holiday. Get them all working out in the course. <laughs> <laughs> How do you see the FedEx Cup going? Uh, Brooks, it's hard to see. Well, he's got a ten shot lead, like doesn't he? No, it's only on the oh, last no. tournament okay. that he has that. So like, you can you can easily be overtaken at the top because mm. the points are quadrupled or something now. Okay. So, um, yeah, I think the new format will be better. Where there's just one winner, I think that'll be interesting. Um, How do you mean there's just one winner? Because last year there was basically two winners. Tiger won the tournament, but Rose won the competition, which was odd. It was really weird. Yeah. So now there'll only be one winner. The winner of the tournament also wins the competition. But is that? But what if, like, I'm ten behind Brooks, but I shoot twenty under in the. In, you'd you'd in, have to catch up the ten shot lead. Yeah. So that could be done. Yeah, you could, but the. What we're saying is last year there was a tournament, 72 whole tournament, and Tiger won that. And Rose finished fifth or whatever. Yeah. But he won okay, the overall you. FedEx thing yeah. because it counted on cumulative points or whatever. So they've got rid of that now, haven't they? Yeah, they've got rid of that now. So what will happen is the top so 30 qualify for the last tournament and the leader starts the day one minus ten. And it goes all the way back to the guy in thirtieth. The guy's twenty fifth and thirtieth, I think, started even par. Right, so your your advantage for being up the top all year is you get a couple of strokes in the final tournament, and so then it's just a regular tournament. So if you if Tiger is thirtieth, which he is roughly now, and Kepka is first, Woods would be ten behind Kepka mm. on the first day, so his chances of winning are pretty low. So, but you, does the tournament, like, take the ten shots out of it? No, it does, but it counts. Like okay. Kepka makes his birdie on the first, he would be eleven under. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, immediately. Do you think it's Brooks all the way then? I think so, yeah. I think. And do you think there's anything to play for really in Europe then? Or... Well, I, I, do, I, like, I do follow. I, I like to end the season in Europe because it's a bit of it's decent golf. A lot of the Yangs come over to play now because they've got no golf over there. Yeah. So I think it's good then. It's got the, the what's the final one called? The Dubai World International. Yeah. It's got 
uh, Wentworth, which is always a good event as well. Yeah, Wentworth is in September. That's a very good event. Like. Well, depending on whether the weather will be decent for, I suppose. Patch, yeah, it's usually you do. Like, Patch Green's confirmed to that. Um, Rory. Rory. Who else? Uh, it's interesting for the lads on the Torbjorn in for that. Is he? <laughs> <laughs> that's his. I think that's his local course. Like he's yeah, lives he in Liverpool. Yeah. I'll, I'll get on to him. Apparently, me and him have stuff in common. So I'll see if he'll counsel him through this difficult period. Yeah. It's interesting though for the, the particularly someone like a Larry or a Mac when McIlroy's not exactly um, on the European tour, but for the lads who play both tours, you know, Mac Larry wouldn't have been thinking he's going to play both tours. And now he's got a chance to go and do the FedEx Cup and then come back and do like, it could be a massive finishes year for him. Yeah, yeah. I I go back to the thing again, I don't think Larry does well when he's focused on I think he needs to focus on the European tour. Um now he can probably focus on both of them, but could be a kind of surge of confidence now after the, the British Open, but Yeah. Maybe. I still think he should focus more on Europe. That's where he plays his best golf. In terms of our own golf, we've got two months. <laughs> you hate the European Tour, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Two months, you just hate <laughs> that. Well, it's fine. I thought you were going to jump out the window. Tour. Have a day off, like, nobody <laughs> talks about the European Tour. What are you on about? I think if he goes back and plays in the European Tour with a fella walking his dog on the side, there's nobody you watching said, tournaments. You said, we were talking European about Shane Lowry. Forget about it. Just <laughs> forget about You European said he should concentrate on America. Of course he should. He concentrated in Europe this year and he's won a major... He's concentrated on Europe. He hasn't. He's been playing in America. No, he hasn't really. He's been yeah. doing all his fitness work in America. That's the important <laughs> thing. Trimming himself up in Florida in that heat. So, this, this European tour thing, you need to... Well, it's successful for him. Have a day off. There's no European tour left. We could get into that conversation about a world tour, but we won't right now. Um, we have about, what, two a month or two left of counting competitions for ourselves? How we set up? We've got. You're, you're gonna go. You're defending the lady no, captain's prize to the men. That's two or three years ago. You won. It that. hasn't been hasn't been played since. It wasn't played last year. It was. Was it? Yeah. He was up to give a hand over the the watch. Hand over the watch. <laughs> is it? Is it on? It's on this weekend, is it? Yeah, I'm not playing it. You're not. Why? Because no one else was playing. Well, like, yeah, but could you not? Would you not go up and play it yourself? Is it? <laughs> I'd be doing a feeny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna play Hermitage instead. Any aspirations for the Perrys for the end of the year? No. No. There's a couple of things. No. No, I don't think the golf is there. Get the handicap yeah. down. No. I'm not not playing well. The guy. What about you, Anthony? Oh, sorry, what were you going to say? No, no, you go. I was. Uh, I wouldn't mind playing a few rounds. It's been nearly <laughs> two months since I hit a golf ball. Really? Yeah. The guy yesterday, now after a round, gave me a little bit of a, a bit of a boost of confidence. He was talking about how I should, I should get down to single figures, and that I've got a score in me. So like, <laughs> if, if Pat from Terrace is listening, I appreciate the, I appreciate the vote of confidence because no one else has any fucking confidence in me, including myself. <laughs> How many years have you been trying to get to single figures? Well, you haven't really been trying. How many years have you been playing golf? Well, you're not really trying. Uh, Explain. You're not far away from single figures now, are you? Well, I've been there. And as you all know, it's just about getting there, really. Um, well, it's a bit like winning a major. Once you've done it, you know, you can go and do it again. But, like, if you were making an effort to get to single figures, you'd have a plan to play a minimum of three times a week and to be going out practicing during the week. Like, that's what has to be done. 
Yeah, you haven't had that plan ever. I went to the driving room a few times during the week. Yeah, I have a day off. <laughs> a few times. <laughs> Clipping a few balls, messing about really. Um, if you're gonna, if you wanted to do it, you could just go and put the hours in. Cool. Some of us don't need to put the hours in to stay in single figures. He's he's talking to himself. He's not talking about you. Don't, don't think he was bringing you into that as well. There was no chance. He's all about himself. That's all he talks about. Uh, no, you could have. You could literally could have done it if you wanted to, but you, you haven't uh, haven't driven it over the edge. I'll get there. I think I'll get there. I'm playing the Belfry this weekend. Jesus, Belfry so good. Of course, yeah. No, um, to it. Is it counting competition? It's no. not competition. No. So exactly that's Anthony's point. Um, it's still going to be a good experience. Could be a great experience. Playing yeah. St Andrews at the end of the year. Yeah. Got a few things going on. Yeah, not counting tournaments though. No, just just two months now between. So you're talking to us about the goals for the end of this year. Let's put it back on you. What are your goals for the end of this year? I'd like to get to nine. So, how are we going to do that? Well, will you get to nine? Probably not, considering <laughs> I have an op and then I'm out now play golf for four or five weeks afterwards. Okay, well, that's. So, I, I'd like to hit shoot a good score. That would be my. I'd like to have one good score in a decent competition. What's a, what's a good score? Like off, off the blues, blues in the 70s off the blues. Uh, and when's the next one? 79 8 over. Yeah, that's. The, the honorary secretary's prize is. The twenty fourth of August. Medal or something. Yeah, I suppose you yeah. could. You could probably, you know, if you pushed it, you could be Anto's best off the blues. What's your best off the blues? Seventy seven to me. I have a clue. Something like that. That'd be kind of something to aim for. That week, we, we could have a little gamble on this now. Go on, go on. That's the day I I, I could potentially play in that because it's the day before I fly out on holiday. So uh, we could. Uh, to be honest, I think if I'm ever to do a score, you need to be injured. You need to be <laughs> out of the country. Well, you can make your own card. <laughs> um, well, that, that, you can put a plan into place now, and you can. You have to do it under the pump. Yeah, under the What's pump. under the pump? Under the pressure. Under the gun. Pump sounds like a sexual reference. Pump. Gun, under the pressure, pump. Anthony. We leave it at that, lads. All right. Thanks to everyone for listening again. As we near the end of the golf season, it'd be great to hear from you about any topics you'd like us to debate over the coming weeks before we take what will probably be our winter break. As ever, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter or email us at duffhookgolf at gmail.com. We did actually go back to episode two, so this week we're going to leave you with a few of John's choice quotes about now major champion, open champion, Shane Lowry. I have a real problem with Shane Lowry and the fact that he's, he's so far overweight. Being overweight doesn't benefit in any sport, unless it's maybe darts. Like, being that far overweight, he's just not giving his best. A happy-go-lucky lad, likes all his pints, likes to enjoy himself, and then expects to compete with the guys down the big time back down on Sunday. It's not going to happen. You can imagine as well when he's playing against Dustin Johnson or someone arriving up into the first team thinking, your lad's a bit of a joke. <laughs>